It's Tuesday, Tuesday. Oh, I'm in. And I am too. Hey. That was cool. Oh, see, I screwed up. Let me turn that down real quick. All right. <laughs> Sweet. Nice to see you, John. Nice to see you, Mark. Hey, man. That was cool. Hey. See, so, I was, remember I was telling you we have like one American listener? Oh, this is it. This is it. That would be him. Yeah. Cool. This is it. Hey. This is it. Um, so yeah, it is, uh, it is, as you were going to say, it is snowing again. Every day we record, it's snowing. I don't record unless hashtag on storm is trending. Is that true? Is it trending today? Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh. It's trending every time there's any rain or snow. <laughs> right. How's the weather in California? I wonder. Probably nice and balmy and perfect. What a snow mark. Yeah, man. So I don't know. I woke up to the snow and no cheesecake this morning, though, because the balcony was covered in snow. Oh, I'm so sorry. You and your bougie lifestyle. It ain't that bougie anymore. <laughs> with your like, do you have like one of those little tiny gold forks that you eat your cheesecake with? Like it's like about this long and it's like uh, got like two prongs on it and you just eat, eat your tiny little bites of cheesecake with it. It's it's a Snoopy spoon. <laughs> Or fork, actually. Oh, everything's on fire in LA. That's not oh, fun. everyone. Well, that makes sense. I've everyone's on fire. Seems to be the story down there usually. Everyone's usually. on fire. Speaking of on that. fire, um, my my beloved segment, uh, '90s slang of the week," that I know everyone loved. It was a fire segment. Has come to an end. Um, the uh, database at bustle.com is used up. <laughs> That, that or our um, material. So we're going to change it up. Yes, people will. Are they, you're going to tell them here or are they going to have to tune into the show? Uh, I'll tell you that it's going to be, so what we're going to do is um, I'm going to cherry pick some moments from the 90s and tell you about those. Uh, Because we're 90s uh, kids, I guess, right? We Um, are child of the 90s, yeah. You know, 80s too, but. Our formative years were in the 90s, I'd say. I was too coked out in the 80s to remember it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Our life as a seven-year-old in Hamilton. What's that? What's that sugar that's like Coke? The fun, fun dip. Oh, yeah. I was fun yeah, dipped yeah, yeah. out too. Yeah. I was yeah. I was breaking straws in the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a seven-year-old kid, great too. Just so sugar straws? Up, yeah, breaking open like yeah. the little pixie straws. So we're gonna talk we're going about, I'm, well, we're talking about my new segment which is uh, this week in the 90s where I cherry pick cool information from or cool details out of any year in the 90s. I'm cherry picking. Right, <laughs> letting you know what's happened, what happened then. Because we want to go back to a better day, a better time. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, you'd only have like nine, nine possible years to choose from, right? So or 10, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's fine. Yes, a decade worth, you could say. Uh, to choose from <laughs> i got my gorilla greens on today you notice yeah yeah, yeah. that's why i'm in I don't know what it's about. start pink contrast to you i guess so but i yeah, don't know that's that's where i'm going with it so i'm sticking with the 90s but um that slang was getting a little dicey i think it, it was moving into territories of like a lot of these yeah. A lot of slang from the '90s just doesn't 
translate to 2020. You know what I mean? It's just not. And the 18th century slang you sent me was was really shit. So I don't want to. Well, that was dark, eh? <laughs> I went through that list. I was like, imagine being called some of these things. It wouldn't just hurt in the 18th century. I think it would hurt a lot now, too. Hurt always, yeah. Like if you knew, if you knew what it was, right? Yeah. But this will be fun. So we're putting this one up on Friday. So what what's the day on Friday? Well, we're doing, you know, like we have or weekly episodes. So I figured we'd do like the fourth is the date on Friday. But we, I can cherry pick from the first to the seventh, I think. Oh, I don't like that, actually. I think it should be on. Well, too bad. That's how it's happening because it, no. it's, it's got to be interesting enough. I don't know what day of the week someone's going to listen to this. It can't be because if. Okay, fine. You're going to play semantics on this. I'll take it. Yeah. This week, I did notice you said it a few times. And yeah. I remember being like, the day. This week. This day. This week. Okay. Well, yeah. Now but... we know who's in charge here, folks. Just, yeah, well, just in case anybody was wondering. I think we're in charge of our own segments. Okay, I'll, I'll keep that in mind next time you've got a shit ton of feedback from mine, but don't want to hear any on yours. So uh, we'll take this offline and uh, <laughs> uh, you want to hear, but... hear how the rest of that um, argument goes. You can listen on Friday. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. We got some other fun things on the docket too, right? But we just love this little teaser thing. So just like to tease. That's yeah. yeah. Get good. the buzz out there. So, so make sure you tune in. Make sure you listen on Friday. Check it out Friday. We'll see where we go. And have a good one, folks. Thanks. Are we out of this? Yeah. Sure, sure. This holiday season, two lifelong C students take on more than they can handle. Is that how you wanted it? Whoa, I don't think it was how I wanted it. Listen as these brave procrastinators keep you up to date on news. I wasn't expecting Taylor Swift to admit to having been probed. Entertainment. It's come out as transgender, and his new name is Elliot Page. He's also come out as overrated. And pop culture. I heard that Trump also admitted to being probed recently. <laughs> so strap in for this podcast thrill ride. Starring... Hey, I'm John Brown. And come Gorov Wonder. I'm Gorov. I'm Gorov. Gorov? Gorov. Gorov. Can you confirm that? Okay. Um, turns out there's a podcast called This Week in the 90s. Shit. <laughs> well, that thanks seems for, a little... Thanks for that tip. So I'm not going to do that segment, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that's a great idea anymore. We're going to um, do... Well... We, we still could. want to do something similar. You want to go into a podcast war with these people? I mean, we could if we just made our segment better than their show. Yeah. But I feel like I don't really, that's not like my mindset. I might be wearing my Che Guevara greens right now, but I don't feel like I need to go to war yeah. right now with another podcast either. Okay. Well, talk to me about your uh, greens. What You brought us up a couple times. Tell me about. Oh, no. I'm just feeling very gorilla green, commie green today. That's okay. all. Okay. Okay. Not too much. Not too much too behind you know the inner ernesto are those uh are your children rolling cigars behind you right now <laughs> kind of okay so listen it's just it's we all work together for a greater cause in this environment okay um, they're in line it, they're in like a line and they're both wearing like dodgy tank tops like yellow and blue horizontally striped tank tops it's really weird it's a very bizarre thing to see i don't even know who gave them those tank tops they shouldn't <laughs> even have clothes right now <laughs> They could be hiding some cigars. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Just feeling it. <laughs> I don't know. I was feeling like uh, I wanted to get out there and, and do things. But then at the same time, like not, you know, 
be more of a brand, but not exactly do anything. Okay, okay. I'm not saying Guevara didn't do anything to the Guevara loyalists out there. Just saying he was a much better like writer than he was a fighter. Right. Um, but he was very good at leading people to fight for him. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Inspirational. Yeah. Right. Motivational. Yeah. I need some of that sometimes. So then like I'll put the put it on just to kind of give myself the kick in the ass. Oh, okay. I get it. I'm wearing my MTV sweater. I guess that's um, so I can feel like I'm more of a uh, um, con- content personality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. VJs, right? Yeah. Video jockey. That was like a dream job back in the day, man. I guess I'm a V, right? Voice jockey. I think. More You're a jockey, so. all right. More yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I am, right? I have a lot MC? of characteristics. Would you be an MC? I have been MC at a few weddings. Okay. Previously, right. I always okay. wondered why you didn't like, have to ask me. It's a, I get it. Sorry. No, but I, did that one not ever like confuse you? Because I knew what an MC was like yes. at a wedding. Yes, but Master like I didn't know, yeah. I didn't know what an MC hammer necessarily was. <laughs> I don't know if I still understand right. that name, but but like no, any rapper who was like MC blah blah blah. I'm like right. Well then. So you're not the one in the rap battle. You're like the Makai Pfeiffer, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that's right? where it came. Maybe those guys were. That's what that those. was, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So maybe that's where that whole MC comes from, because it's like. Well, doesn't it come from? Okay, so like I, I did watch that one documentary. So doesn't it come from like he was leading like a it was like a dance hall or whatever, and they had a guy scratching and uh, I forget the I forget their names. I can't remember, but. There was like the one dude who started it all was like just hyping right. the show, right? He was just yeah, like, yeah, everybody yeah. get up, you know, like those kinds of things. Like right. that's where all that, was that language on the, comes on from. the block, on might the block been, or something. Might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. There. That's where that he actually was an MC of the party that was happening, right? Uh, and so uh, MC, MC JB. Yeah, MC Hammer sort of, I, I think, just stole the MC. I don't think he was running anything. Ever really yeah. an MC? He was like dancing in the club. Unless it always just stood for like Minister of Christ or something. <laughs> he did become a pastor. He did? He did. Okay. Or Reverend. One of the two. One of those things. I like that even better. Reverend Hammer. Right? Should have started with that. Father Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> Father Hammer. <laughs> That's actually great. Father Hammer. Oh my goodness. And Abraham, yeah, okay, so... Abraham said to the Lord... Please, Lord, don't hurt him. I'm not touching any of this. Moses said, I would lead the Jews. I'm too legit to quit. That's my Father Hammer imitation. That's his ser- That's sermons good. right there. That's good. They couldn't touch it. <laughs> so, fuck. Okay, so... um. The, the so same, you're I don't, I you didn't answer the question. I just wanted to know if you were the MC or like the I, host. I like, think I'm an MC. I think is I guess okay. that is that right. what someone who run who um co-hosts a podcast is called an MC. I think so. No, I think the co-host is like when it's like there's two people that are hosting together. But I think the MC is like when there's clearly one person in charge. I've I've co-MC'd a wedding before. Yeah, and that's never good. No, well, it was pretty good. It was pretty fine. Right? There's always such a struggle between the two MC, and I have never seen a two MC situation at a at a wedding actually go well. Yeah. Unless oh. one, unless one of the two takes a back seat. Well, 
I'll tell you, I believe that it went like this. Um, I was MC of the Stag and Doe and made a couple dicey jokes, not knowing that the, the bride's family was uh, religious. And then I became co-MC of the wedding. <laughs> that's okay. a true story, okay? That's true. <laughs> I, I don't know for sure, but that's my guess is that. And Josh Wagler, um, my buddy, it's his uh, big birthday this week. Uh, come hey, happy week. birthday, Wags. Uh, him and I were co-hosts of, of the wedding. Okay, that's they brought him in to like watch and monitor. Yeah. Now here's the okay. Now here's here's the question. Yeah, to hold uh, me down or control me, I guess. Well, okay. So if if somebody was in the back of the room on that day of the wedding, counting the words coming out of your mouth, uh-huh. was it 60-40? <laughs> like who 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 got the brunt of the work that night? I can't remember that. All right. Good work, Josh. I'm glad you carried the show. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, okay. so speaking of history, uh, yes. instead of this week in the '90s, which is a very good podcast, you can go listen to it. Um, we took an sure hour. Fun. We took an hour and a half break and listened to a whole episode. Um, I'm it's sure it's okay. Fine. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I'm going to do as funny as I thought it was going to be today in history, and I'm still I'm, uh, cherry picking. But I'm just I'm, okay I'm just going to choose from anywhere in time. Okay. This is the Bill and Ted's approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. And I'm going to have uh, historical figures here with me as my guests. So today, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Christopher Columbus. Christopher Columbus, please uh, take your take the mic. Hello. Uh, Hello, Governor. Uh, uh, He's supposed to be fucking Spanish and you yeah. got like a Northern Ireland. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm Christopher Columbus. <laughs> Get away from me, you pig. Uh, That's more... better. That right there. Okay. That, now you nailed it. That was it. The second one. What is this? The peak. What is this? You what peak. Is, what is this space? Something along that line. <laughs> You're a giant man. Uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Columbus. Uh, it, anyway, I know I'm a little bigger than you, but it's nice to meet you. Uh, shut up, you pig. Yes, today, I, Christopher Columbus, became the so first in your... to set for foot on the island of Espanol. In your Columbus movie, it's Christoph Waltz, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I could do uh, <laughs> Gerard Butler and do a Scottish accent. <laughs> no. Can you no. imagine? I, imagine that. It's no, me, Christopher that. Columbus. <laughs> Natives have fallen. <laughs> this is Espanol. <laughs> uh, so Christopher oh Columbus, goodness. man, December 5th, 1492. That's the year he sailed the ocean blue. Landed nowhere near where he wanted to be. Here we are. He kept going till ninety-three. Yeah. Uh, whoa, is that is that how it goes? I, um, no, um, we all know he went looking for something, didn't find it, ended up with pumpkin spice, then <laughs> went back home, told the world about it. They came like back and they're like, a... "But no, but I mean seriously." He goes back and he's like, "This is a shit I found." They come back and they're like, "Bro, you didn't even tell us about the tobacco." Yeah. Right? And then then it begins, right? Like, um, then then some people hit some Plymouth rocks, right? So, I did not know about the tobacco. Oh, he's French to me. He's French. Well, he was a Spaniard, was he not? Yes. Yeah, no, he right. he was, I think. So the, that's... If we're doing history lessons, can you teach me on, like, why the Italians are all about Chris Columbus Day when he was a Spaniard? Oh, you want me to teach you things? No, no, let's look at... A, <laughs> look, okay, 
people listening, our listeners, like somebody hit me up on that one because like that sounds always, it's not enough for me to Google it and do the research on that one because I'm not that interested, but it's one of those things that's always kind of been curious to me ever since I watched that episode of The Sopranos. I was kind of like, doesn't, why does this matter to you guys? Yeah. Um, he might've been Italian though. Uh, what I know is that he was working for uh, the, for the Spanish queen. Yeah. Columbus does sound very Italian, right? Like as a yeah, lamb, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Maybe they didn't, maybe they weren't so racist back then and it didn't really matter if you were Italian or Spanish. You just had to abide by the monarch you believed in, right? I'm going to say that he was Italian. Okay. Well then there's reason to celebrate. But then why would you celebrate guy like a guy who did like he failed at his job? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was Italian explorer, worked for the Spanish. Whoa. He gets a whole day in America to celebrate not landing where he was supposed to. Yeah. He got a holiday for not doing his job right. If that's not the American culture, I don't know what is. Right, because he was supposed to go to India, right? Yeah, he wouldn't have made it out of there alive anyways. He, like, maybe he was actually, you know what? Let me rethink this. Maybe he was smart enough to know. I'm not going to get out of there. Like, can you imagine? Like, an ordeal. He's actually incredibly, he led three ships incredibly incompetently. Like, he was supposed to go south and he went like west or east. I don't know if he was, which way he was thinking, but I get east, right? Or west, yeah. right? He went west. Yeah, yeah. So he, he totally went the opposite direction. Like, that's yeah. the completely wrong. Oh, I mean, it's go. he gets credited for like making a mistake and making the best of it, I guess. Yeah, but there's a lot of that in history too, though, right? Like, yeah. I'm sure we could look up at a lot of this week or on this day, the biggest blunder kind of thing. But um, I don't know. Nobody ever gives me holidays for fucking up, and I fuck up a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I should have like a week. You got a holiday for fucking up. I'd be off every day. That's what I'm saying. March break <laughs> would be extended for everyone, I swear. Yeah. I tend to fuck up exclusively in March anyways. Really? And March other months. is when? March is when it happens? No, March is like, there are, certain, there are certain months, man, where things just go haywire for me. And it's always like October, March. Um, and if I can like sneak through May without any problems, like that's when I'm like, I've had a good year. Like, cause those are those three trouble months, man. Not to say I'm a big dude, but like, like about astrology and whatnot, but. Oh, maybe Mercury is in retrograde for you on those months. <laughs> it's not even the biggest deal. It's all about like when my moon enters Gemini, like I should be making hay with that and I'm not. <laughs> I recently watched, uh, <laughs> I recently watched, um, <laughs> a thing about on YouTube about Mercury, not Mercury being in retrograde isn't a real thing. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of fake news on YouTube, John. I wouldn't believe everything you watch. That was one of those things that um, <laughs> Carla used to say a lot about Mercury being in retrograde. She's like, so it wasn't real? <laughs> no, that's just real. If you want it to be. I mean, it's all gravitational, right? So if um, it comes down to like, how much do you believe in fantastical science is what I call it, right? Um some people believe in God, right? So how do you reason with that? And then some people can reason it down to science and be like, I, if there's a God particle, then I believe in God. Cool, right? Like, I get it. Um, so astrology isn't, it's, it's hokey, of course, but 
So is half the shit we read about. And if the moon being in a certain place changes the tides of the water on Earth, and we're water-based people, and like, you know what I mean? Like atoms of the, the same kind of things are flowing through the water. That's, so if the moons can fucking affect the tides, I'm sure the moons can affect me a little bit, right? Now, whether it's enough for me to be like, I'm going to be a bitch today because Mercury retrogates out. No, like you've got the power to not be a dick just because a moon's in a certain spot. But I don't think it's beyond our, our abilities to maybe be like, yo, I felt really fucking weird this week. And that's kind of related to the idea of like, yeah, okay, maybe there's like a shift and maybe like your tides are shifting this week right now a little bit. Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like it's it's um it's not a fucking license to be whatever the hell it says it's gonna do, right? Like it's not like this week you might have the ability to get in a fight and but you should speak your mind. Well, maybe no, right? Like pick your battles. Um, but I don't yeah. see I can see where it's like, yeah, man, that fucking moon being there this week really fucked with my the Gemini inside of me because if it can fuck with the water and the tides, I'm sure it can fuck with me. That's just kind of one of the things I've thought about. But I don't know how much I buy into I mean, I like, the exactness of it, right? I like the PMA approach a little bit, like the yeah. positive mental attitude um, affecting how you perceive things, and a negative mental attitude too, right? Um, yeah, I mean, shifts are shifts, right? Yeah. It can be positive or negative. So, Because if you're feeling shitty about something, you yeah. can let things get to you different ways than if you're feeling good about stuff, or you can choose right. to feel good or bad, right? Yeah, and and it's you can self-fulfill your prophecy that way too right mm. being and then you have to take the you have to take the other side right like it, as soon as you start believing that you also start believing the ones where the pma is there right where it's like this week's going to bring you riches and great meetings and fruitful connections but you have to go do that right you can't just like now sit on your couch all week and expect all of that to come to you you still have to get out the door and make those fruitful connections with people um, in order to get those riches, which might not be money, but just like meeting new people who bring something to you, right? Um, so you can be stuck on that, right? Like that's 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 the trap where where if you can use it to justify the bad shit that happens to you, you can use it to to reason away like that the good stuff will just come to you easily too. Um, I don't know. I feel like that happens, but like when it becomes an industry where you've got like people selling like stones and gems to people to wear and crystals around their neck because a chart tells them that the moon's going here and how that's going to affect Jupiter and what that does to okay right but like can you show me the NASA scientific like studies that like back up all the stuff you're saying because then it really hits home because mm -hmm. like I can go with the moons being in transit the moons in transit I'll buy because I see the water. I see what happens to the to the oceans and the levels and the tides and what happens. But the rest of it? Are we all just not reaching until like NASA's come back and told us like these are the phosphorus gases in Venus and this is what they're from before we say it's the reason for me having had a shitty Wednesday? I don't know. I think um I think yeah, I I agree with you. There you know, like you can make it what you want to make it, right? Kind of like the Tyson fights. Okay, yeah, making it how you want to make it, the Tyson fights. Tell me more about that. Did you watch? Um, you're talking about uh, the weekend, over the weekend, right? You fought Floyd Mayweather? 
Is that who it no, was? No, no, no. Yeah, so you did not watch. No, <laughs> the, the Triller the triller fights. Who did he fight? Oh, no, uh, Jones Jr. That's right. Roy right. Jones Jr. Yeah, it, it was interesting. I don't, okay, we'll get into it, but what else do we want to talk about today on the show before we get deep into it? Well, that's the first thing we have set. Uh, so uh, you want to talk to me about um, Adam Silver, too. He's the commissioner of the NBA, right? I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. Uh, I have a little thing. Um, I have a thing to talk to you about. I think I figured out, um, we've been talking a lot about um, utopias and um We've been talking about aliens a little bit with the monolith and some things like that. So I, I think I figured out something pretty big uh, that I want to talk to you about with aliens. <laughs> so you hold hold down, strap in, right for that. It'll be a long one. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't think it'll be as long as last week, but I don't have as many robins to talk to you about. Well, hey man, while we're talking about overrated, yeah. <laughs> Uh, those trailer fights. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. They were, um, it was interesting television. I had no intention of tuning in and I'm not surprised that you didn't. What, what is trailer? Is it pay-per-view? I have no idea what the hell it is, man. Never heard of it in my life. Oh. seems to be, I, th- I believe it's the production company. Like that put the sponsor, the, the guys who put the fight together, like the promoters, the promoters. Are Would the be brand change. For. Yeah. Yeah. Because it definitely wasn't the sponsors. The the sponsors of the event were Weed Maps. Oh, okay. Sure. That makes yeah. sense. Well, it made a lot of sense as the night progressed. Okay. Because um, Snoop Dogg was also the color analyst oh. for the fight. Well, yeah. you can't say th- something like color analyst, I don't think, by the way. I think it's... <laughs> yeah, I probably can't. No. He was... Um... Well, his coverage was colorful, okay. is what I'll say, right? Okay. Like, that, that's the idea behind it. Um, the black and white analyst, imagine that. Jeez. The guy only talks in shades of gray. Glad, it wasn't uh, no. Glad I don't speak like that. I can't get into that kind of trouble. No, no. Um, but it was, it was an event, if you want to call it that. A spectacle? Let's call it a spectacle. Okay. Um, was the boxing good? Yes, ish. Like, is okay. Tyson still so, have it? Like, is he still awesome for for a fifty four year old dude? Yeah, he can throw it down. He could take. And he me still for did, sure still right? right. And um, I think he still he was never a technically proficient fighter, right? But one of the things he was always good at was being his defense was strong. He was good. He had low. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Like his de- he's like no Mayweather, right? Like Mayweather is there's nobody like him when it comes to technical prowess in a ring, right? Like that he, there's a reason he's undefeated and is like 49 and 0 or 50, and 0. And it's Tyson just, hit hard, man. Tyson hit hard and he looked for his opportunities and did it. And you could still see that there were some shots that jo- Jones jr. Uh, was taking that obviously hurt. Like he felt him. He looked um, out of shape. He looked more out of shape than Tyson. Yeah. Right. I think it's, it, it's one of those, this is like where if you put like Michael Jordan on a court right now against LeBron. Yeah. LeBron's younger. Sure. Is, is Tyson LeBron in like, this? Is Tyson LeBron in that scenario? No, I think Tyson is Jordan, right? Like where it's like, and Jones Jr. Is just, yeah, he was younger. Yeah. He was a great pound for pound fighter for like the four or five years where he was at the top. 
Um, but he's just not built. He's just not built that way. Right. Like it's, um, some guys are just that pinnacle where even when they fall off or become old, they're just so innate. It's like, um, Leonardo Messi in, in soccer, right? Right now he's peak. He's, he's the greatest ever. And by the time he's 50, we could probably still see him out there on like a senior circuit tour playing like charity born, football, right? Just and just with the physique to be good at that. Just, sport. It, just good at it. And like yeah. Federer, the same in tennis, right? You could be like 60 and like out there doing it and still making, making me feel like shit for never, not even being that good at that age, right? Like, right. Um, like at my peak at any point in my life. Let's say I was 18 and that's the best I was ever going to be at basketball. Sure. I'll still, that, that will still never be as, as, as the worst that Jordan will be at like 82. Right. Right. Like it's just how it is. And like, so Tyson proved that, but I kind of felt dirty, right? Like it's like, why is this old man in there? I get that he needs money. I get it. But like, can't yeah. we just make another hangover and just pay him a little bit more? I'm surprised. Like, I'm surprised by, um, Roy Jones Jr. more so, like to I me, I get it. More, I get why Tyson's doing it because he sort of been making this this way his way back into shape yeah. and boxing, and it, like I don't know if he wants like a real shot at it or not, or just wants to get back yeah. into something that he loved as opposed to being like kind of a punchline. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think he nailed it. I think it's more a passion <laughs> punchline. Right? That's a good. Uh, that's a good one for Tyson. There you go. Uh, I, I think it was passion, right? Like it, it yeah. was more to, for him to see if he could still do it. Yeah. I think Jones Jr. may have been more after the money. Yeah, because he would have just got to like retire. He didn't have any sca- reason or scandal for yeah. his retirement. He retired based on, I guess, his body yes. and his choice, right? Yeah, he didn't exactly. bite some guy's ear or like get thrown in jail or whatever. Like he didn't have to leave when he wasn't right. ready. Did you, uh, did you see, <laughs> no, no, I was going to say, did you see the, the, the viral moment before the fight? So Tyson's a master at marketing, right? Obviously. Um, okay. okay. Even without Don King, he knows enough about what makes people laugh and he doesn't take himself too seriously. No. So Thanksgiving dinner, there's a cake for dessert after dinner that has Roy Jones Jr.'s face on it. Okay. And of course the piece with Jones Jr.'s ear is oh, given wow. to Tyson to eat. And after he takes a bite of the cake, he goes, tastes better than Avandas. <laughs> hey, that was an okay Tyson there, eh? Yeah, I like that, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely better than better than Avandas. Gonna make orphans, <laughs> orphans of his children. Man. You know, I don't think I'd ever get over that if I was Evander Holyfield. No. I would that, that's I'd yeah. have a grudge still for yeah. sure. Can you please edit in the Simpsons clip for me when I I want to hear that one back, right? The orphans of his children. Oh, a champ, a champ. The mother's still alive. Yes, but I imagine that she will die from grief. I think he's a good man. I like him. I got nothing against him, but I'm definitely gonna make orphans of his children. Uh, you know they do have a mother, champ. Yes, but I would imagine that she would die of grief. (laughs) Jesus, so good. Oh, okay. So we got a voiceover. We got some voiceover work for both of us. There you go. I can do Tyson. I guess. Yeah, yeah. There you go. No, but I mean, yeah. So it was a fun fight. It was great to watch. I felt bad that I was watching because it's like it's it harkens back to the Colosseum, right? Um, it's it's this is Roman gladiator blood sport level kind of stuff where it's like there's no value to this fight other than my entertainment and nothing okay. more. Okay. Um, you know, thumbs down at the end on me, thumbs up on the fight. 
right? Because like uh, it was just. I mean, back in the day, there was more value. Like the guy got to continue to live. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Not if always. He won, if he won, he got the next week. Right. I I just I know who I am to the point where I would go. I would been I would have been at the Coliseum to see the stuff happen. Right. Yeah. I'd have been there on Gladiator Night events. Um, but more be just be for the atmosphere, right? Like to me, it's like I'm just going so like the food at the Coliseum is so good, right? Like they got the best beers in all of Rome. Sure. And you gotta try like, a you, Coliseum dog, right? You just you can't you don't find like that's the true footlongs. They actually have rulers in Rome, guys. Um it it's it's just get it, they have rulers in Rome. Hey oh, hey oh. Yeah, I know I went right by last. Um but so so it would have been a fun thing, but I know I would have been like sitting there with the guys and they'd have been like, oh, I really hope they do the three lions, one guy. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That might be when I hit the beer gardens, right? Like it's yeah. okay. Yeah. But now, now we're all in lockdown, quarantine. There's not a lot going on. And a Tyson fight just, I don't know if it says more about me, to be honest, or if it says more about the industry, like the boxing industry and where they are. I, I don't. Been, I'm sure there's been boxing matches happening. I don't know. Like I, I it, ask. Like I'm a sports guy. You know that through and through. Like I can talk cricket. I can talk football. I can, but I cannot talk boxing with anyone. Really? Outside of this fight, maybe the Mayweather McGregor, because yeah. I'm not tuning in. Okay. Right? Like on a on a. I don't know who the heavyweights are right now, and I should. Like if if somebody came up to me and is like, "Who are the top three heavyweight boxers in the world right now?" I'd be like, I don't know, Klitschko, his brother Klitschko, I don't know. I don't and know. I don't know the third, right? Like it's and and I'm not gonna lie. The only Sugar. reason I know who the only reason I know who this hate like who this Klitschko character is is because he was dating that Hayden Panettiere girl when she was on Heroes. Oh, so I don't even know if Klitschko still boxes. I don't know either. Right? Is Sugar Ray Leonard still one of the top three? Like, like he not... he's an announcer, <laughs> right? But I assume he'll be in the next match, right? Like. Sugar Ray, Sugar Ray, and we got to find the old guy from his era, right? Like, sure. he's still around. We'll just use Ali's. Is it her? His daughter? Who's the one that was a boxer? <laughs> she's good though, actually. Layla. Yeah. Just yeah she was. Back. She's. She's too good. She's too professional to even have shown up in that. She's not room. still fighting though. She can't be. I don't know, but she. She's got more credibility than the undercard did. Oh yeah, okay. Which so was you're gonna tell me about Jake Paul, right? Every day, bro. Yo, every day, bro. Every day. That's what he must be doing in the gyms. Um, Boxing. That's right? He's he's he his record now officially, I think, is like two and one or three and zero oh or something like that. Okay. Um, three and zero. Oh. Wow. Like he's he's been in some fights now, and this one was. I, it was sad because it was one guy who clearly had been in the gym sparring. Had uh, been trained by guys who have been in rings before. And who's that, Jake and, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he fought like KSI or his brother. One of them fought KSI, which is another YouTuber. Okay. That's the main fight that I know of by the Paul brothers. It was yeah. like KSI and there was another, like it was like a four YouTuber, like bad promo thing. Yeah. This one was against Nate Robinson, former NBA player. Okay. And it, was right. there like a beef or just is they do they have like an internet beef? I think it was just promotional wise, right? Like they probably just, just this NBA were, guy wanted to get into a fight. Yeah, and he called him out, he called him out, and it's all for 
PR behind the scenes, but sure. They made it seem nice and believable enough for us. Um, but Nate's, Nate's not a, like a, a wuss, right? Like if you look at the NBA history of the guy, right? He, he, he played rough. He played tough. Um, he wasn't afraid to like be physical in the paint. That's not boxing though, right? Like that's not boxing. That's, no. that's, that's just playing hard on the playground. And you might be able to throw a couple of punches on the playground um, when like you and your buddies are playing horse and one of them fucks up or something. But that's a different thing than getting in a ring where you got like 10 ounce gloves on. And the other guy punching you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And defending and knowing how to defend. That was, that was the key difference in that fight, right? Um, in the first round, you knew. Because Jake Paul's got his gloves up. He's got he's protecting his face. He's moving in a circle. Nate Robinson's kind of got his arms down, kind of just standing in one place. So it was no shock, no surprise to see him get knocked the fuck out in the second round. You're impressed by Jake Paul's boxing, like straight up. I'm no, not by the boxing. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) But the commitment to to try to be good. Okay. I'm impressed by this guy didn't just say, I'm already rich. I'm already a YouTuber. I'm already this. I can probably just spend a couple days in the gym and get to where I need to be. You could tell this guy spent six, eight hours a day for he trained like every, every, yeah, he trained, he trained like six, eight hours a day, every day, probably six months up to the fight. Right. Okay. Like he, he dot, he, he got his technical stuff as good as he could for where he is. He but found he, a 76 year old man to yell at him and inspire him. Exactly. You okay. put him in. You put him in a real boxing match against like an actual opponent. He's probably going to look way more exposed, sure. and may not do as well. But um, he might look normal in a real boxing match. But here he looked like right. Mayweather. He, he looked knew, like he, knew he how to beat the crap out of a defensive guard or whatever. Yeah, and and that's where we all have to take that with a grain of salt, right? Like this guy's in the. Locker room afterwards, calling out Mayweather and McGregor and trying to get his oh, next fight. Oh, he was? Look. He was? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So that's where it's like, okay, slow your roll, bud, because you don't want to get your shit like, knocked out before. Like, let's, <laughs> let's do a couple more of these, right? Now, what's happened is, though, and, and like other athletes in the NBA and in the NHL have started calling them out. I've been like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because like now they see that opportunity. Of there's a handful who could and a handful who are just all talk, right? I think there's a lot of people um, who want to punch that guy in the face too, isn't there? Yeah. And and yeah. so I think this is I one of those things where... The, that's why they sell. That's beautiful, right? Like this is where you might just be able to get two, three, four more fights if you're him and, and your people are smart. Training. He's yeah. got to like just keep training and like overcoming people's expectations yeah. and just keep winning and he'll make millions of dollars he will he will and it'll be other millionaire athletes lining up to pay him him. for the opportunity to punch him in the face it's like that show that's all it is bobby flay except you're actually hitting bobby flay in the face i would have that show would have been still on television (laughs) if you were getting to punch bobby flay if you got to punch like you know i mean it's the final round they're like congratulations gorov you took out bobby in the appetizer round the main course round was very close, and Bobby took that. But you won in the dessert round. You have the option between ten thousand dollars or punching, punching Bobby Flay in the face. I've never, I've always wanted to punch a guy with a Rolex in the face. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd be like, can just he hold kidding. the ten thousand as I punch him? Yeah, just, <laughs> just it. Just kidding. I love people who wear Rolexes. Please leave them to me. <laughs> My.
because I I'm not getting one otherwise unless you leave it to me in your will. I love how Apple watches have made Rolexes obsolete. I saw someone paying right? with their wristwatch in a Starbucks drive-through. I've seen that. Which is yeah, definitely um, the easy most, enough. The most. I, uh, I mean, you don't have to reach for your phone. It makes sense. You already have the device on your wrist. Yeah, I sort of hated how it looked though. Oh yeah, it looked brutal, but at the yeah, same time, scan my watch. Yeah, and then I use my debit card. It makes me feel I, good. like I wear my Fitbit all the damn time. And I'm at that point where I, I use the information from it to, to, to not die from COVID. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, I, it's working. It's doing its job. So now I'm a little hard-pressed to be like, well, if I'm going to a wedding or something sometime in the future, whenever we can all leave our houses, I don't think I'm swapping out my Fitbit for the dress watch. Um, I don't. I wear right? an analog watch. Yeah. I had... Those like I have like five sitting on my thing right now. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm into. I had a fossil smartwatch for a little bit, and then I gifted that one away after a while. Um. It was, it was kind of the perfect mix because it is kind of like the watch you just showed me, like a nice proper analog one. You can get the analog sure. face to look like it, but you get all your other notifications. See, the so that's thing where is, I want to be seen... able to wear my watch and not yeah. necessarily be wearing my phone. Like there are times where I so, don't want my yeah. phone. Or my notifications, like, you know, like watching TV mm -hmm. after work or yeah. um, teaching work, like teaching guitar. I don't want to be getting notifications. So there are lots of times right now everything's off because I'm in the middle of doing this. Yeah. yeah. I want to no, be but, away that's from all, my phone sometimes. All in your control, right? Yeah. Um, but what's, I can the point hit of, the little, what's the point of the technology? I can hit the moon button so that like your messages don't come up. Yeah. But I can still see or be alerted to my heart rate dropping or increasing or oxygen like you know what i mean like i'll still get that kind of notification or the hey buddy get up you've been sitting on your ass for two hours but at the same time i i can turn off the i don't need my fantasy football updates on my wrist i don't need my you know messages from like instagram or whatever on here i can live without that i have yeah. my phone um but the convenience factor of it all is why you see um a jake paul for example trying to get a sponsorship with Rolex because Rolexes are now coming out with iOS and wow. Android Wear built notifications in the background. I've actually seen some that are really nice. I don't know if the Rolex ones are going to take off, but the Omega is really fucking great. See, and um, I don't understand. It's, no, it's got it's got a pure analog face like yours. No, I'm, right? I'm saying like I don't understand why. But it has a screen. It has a screen behind the analog that can turn on to give you incoming like alert notification blah, blah blah and then it turns off and you're back to your analog face it's it's beautiful and i'm looking forward to where they go over the next couple of years before i decide to abandon my fitbit and and because i just don't want to go back that way yet. but i think okay. jake paul will do well with it i was just trying to say, tie it all together i i i was gonna try to i was trying to say i i don't um understand what why you would want to go to the Omega or even more so the Rolex mm -hmm. because um, the cost is supposed to be in the gears and the workmanship of the timepiece, yeah. yeah. not the bezel it sits in and not the chain. That no, but it's it a hybrid. It, it's a hybrid, right? Like okay, you still so have me, the mechanical gears it's and mechanical, mechanical fake. and a computer inside. Yeah, exactly. So what you have is when you have it off, when it's off, it's just 
it looks exactly like the watch on your wrist, except it's not a Rolex, right? Like it's yours, I'm saying. Actually, it might be. Who am I to say? I don't want to, I don't want to make judgments. I could be. Um, not. But then, but the behind all of that, it's like the glass on the top. Like, you know how you have a heads-up display in a car? Yeah. I like your it. your windshield has that heads-up display, right? So picture behind the the, the windshield is still your your mechanical faces and everything but the occasional time you'll get the heads up display on the top of the glass of incoming call message this blah 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 because that's the luxury you guys have to right like if you're if you are movado if you are esquire um all of those brands that are essentially owned by fossil group and you're the other occasional like the automars yeah if you're an automar you're not gonna maybe want to need to do it if you're a rolex you might make one just for shits and giggles. If you're Omega, yeah, you might have to offer a couple, right? So that's kind of where where that industry's going because there are options that are significantly less. Um, someone who is willing to spend like 8K on like the Omega Android watch, that person might just go spend two or three grand on the gold-plated Apple watch because it's just as much as a status symbol, but it's it's cheaper and it does more. Um, so that's where I'm just saying Rolex has to start getting those watches on YouTubers like Jake Paul's wrists more because if Apple gets their watch on his wrist first, they're really losing out on, on that market. Right. This is where you and I are very different because, uh, you know, like you were talking about how if you were in ancient Rome, you'd be like one of those guys in the, in the Coliseum anyways, watching and enjoying. And I'd be like, for the dogs home going, Man, I hate how reality TV's taken over, you know? This uh, oh, ancient Greco Mark Burnett and his survivors and Coliseum shit. Just for, I, I miss when they put effort into it. And so I'd be, you know, going, guys, if we don't watch, they can't keep fighting. You know, like I'd be yeah. outside. That's me. Like I want, I don't like, I, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm old fashioned in those ways. And I'd like, you'd be want like, to outside. separate my watch from my phone forever staging like i never want to be that dependent on low my notifications that i need them here that's all yeah. versions but, of julius caesar yeah that's exactly assuming, right? yeah you know it's fine i'm not saying I'm, like i'm going to the coliseum it doesn't matter what watch i'm wearing <laughs> no, i'm just saying i'm just saying like to me i'm never gonna i'm always gonna be like oh the new stuff oh that's fine that's fine it's a lot of people like and that's i'm on that fence right i'm a that's why I have the watches still sitting there because it's like, yeah, enjoy them. But this is the one that, from a day to day perspective, sure, like right now makes more sense for me because I'm beyond just getting the time, I, I get more. Yeah. And speaking of notifications, you can find me on Twitter at uh, John Terrio with a zero or at Instagram, <laughs> John Terrio. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, the, I might get them or not. Yeah, can you confirm that page? Exactly. I, I get those notifications, I guess, yeah. when I'm tagged. And I've been, it's been like giving me like a red notification dot for like the last 24 hours, and I have nothing. There's no notifications, but that's annoying. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's spammers. They come to you, and then they get deleted Keep before checking. you see it. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. But yeah, okay. I'm going to wrap it up. I mean, Trilla was fine. It was the Trilla in vanilla with Logan Paul. Um, Jake Paul? I don't even remember which one it was. Uh, it was Jake. It's Jake. Jake. Okay. So Jake. Yeah. yeah the Paul. Jake. Uh, Logan Paul. Good on him. I think even more jacked. Yeah, but he might not necessarily be able to throw a punch. Right. I know a lot of guys who have muscles but don't know what the fuck they're doing with them. 
Oh, uh, Logan Paul's um, supposed to fight Floyd Mayweather. No, that's Floyd's not doing that. <laughs> there would have to be like, I mean, Floyd could because it's not like going to risk his record, right? Like, if you're 49 and all, do you want him to be the one that, like, can, can eh? you imagine? Oh. Somebody somewhere will, though, right? Like, hey, if we've seen Mike Tyson jump in the ring at 54, Floyd Mayweather will jump in the ring at some point at 62 years old and yeah. put his, like, 52-0 and 0 record on the line and will lose. And mm, we all just have to live with it. <laughs> you know what we don't have to live with? What's that? COVID. Well... Well, <laughs> you can ask the NBA players okay. if they lived without COVID, right? Um, you familiar? Like, I don't know how much you followed of the NBA bubble. Not very much at all. No? So in the year of 2020, where almost everything has been an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, where nothing has managed to work out right. Um, there was one little silver streak, if you okay. will. We talked a little bit about baseball previously on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. And baseball didn't handle it. I mean, they got through it. Well, except for the fact that under, they had a positive yeah. guy on the field celebrating during their World Series victory. <laughs> um, and they had so the they, engine making fans in their audience. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting that, okay, baseball, baseball got through. They, they had some cases, some teams, some players. But they made it. The Marlins had a scandal early on, but that they survived. Um, but nothing like what the NBA pulled off, and no one has. The NFL has had a disastrous week um, to the point where the Denver Broncos, each team carries three quarterbacks, right? Okay. All three of the Denver Broncos quarterbacks got COVID because they're always in the same room together in the quarterback's room, right? Right. So they had to go and get a wide receiver from their practice squad to go play in Sunday's game as a quarterback naturally didn't go well for them. Um, so there's been a shit ton of problems in, in the NFL as well, but they're, they're trying to get through it. But everybody seems to have just skated by with the fact that LeBron and the Lakers won and the NBA has gone off season has started. But there was not one single positive case. The entire time the NBA restarted. And you don't get that kind of buy-in. You don't get that kind of... Right? Because this, th th those kinds of projects are only going to work if you have everybody believe it. Are they playing in front of fans? No. Okay. They did not, right? They put it... Uh, it was a, a bubble in Walt Disney. They had an issue with the bubble in that the workers um, were locals, right? So people who were support staff of the resort as in like the cooks, the cleaners, the hotel staff were outside of the bubble, but had all had to have been tested and quarantined prior to. So okay. you have to have the buy-in from those people too, right? Like so, Disney had to go to their staff and be like, hey, staff, you can't fuck this up. You fuck this up, the NBA is gone. Right. Like they're our only tenant right now. Pressure. Uh, right. Do not mess this up because they can, the NBA can shut it down again tomorrow and just be like, fuck it, we're not doing the season. The NBA was the first league they were the first thing anywhere in America. There were games happening when the first positive COVID case result came back to Adam Silver 
the commissioner of the NBA. No other games got played that night, and the league shut down. Wow. The NHL continued. Major League Baseball was continuing to get ready for the season. They were already they were in spring training at the time. Um, and the NFL was gearing up, and they were just acting like business as usual. Same with college sports. So as soon as NBA shuts down, that's when the rest of the world essentially goes, this might be real. Okay, yeah. And it had to be Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, that had to bring along America and had to make the president go, all right, I guess, I guess we have to deal with this now because there's people who are tweeting me about how they're not watching their games tonight. Right. And then it becomes a thing. And then, then the world goes into whatever mode it goes into. Flash forward a couple of months. And Adam Silver is like, we kind of like, you know, the world's going to shit, but we need something. And he figures it out and he talks to his players. And the only reason his players, <clears throat> excuse me, would ever agree Right, like so. The way this bubble worked was: there's 30 teams in the league. Eight of you, we already knew you weren't making the playoffs, anyways. Okay. We're not even going to invite you. Okay, okay. That's for real? the safety of yeah, yeah. for the okay. for the safety of our our the, our operations, we're not even going to risk having you guys come and bring COVID into this area. You all stay. 22 teams, wicked. There's normally only 16 in the playoffs, so we're going to have a play-in tournament. We're going to finish off eight games. We're going to figure out how the season would have ended. And then those extra teams are going to play for the final two, right? Like the, the seventh and eighth slot, you four or five teams will battle it out to see who stays. The rest of you guys, as soon as you lose, you get the fuck out of here. Because you're you not sticking around. Their records? Is that what that was based on? Yeah. Okay. Essentially. Yeah. So you start with the records you pretty much had, but like statistically, there's a bunch that like you, even if you won the eight games remaining, you weren't going to make the playoffs. So don't even bother showing up, right? So you have to have all these negotiations. Major League Baseball struggling and might not even get their season off the ground while, while the NBA is pulling off one of the greatest negotiations between players and ownership in history. The NHL right now is having the same negotiations, and this season may not start in the NHL. Um, Major League Baseball, probably going to have the same shit again. And, and the NBA is already ready, John. Tomorrow. Training camps are opening. December 22nd is the first game of the season. Wow. The Lakers just finished. And they convinced their guys, listen, I know you're all tired. I know you've been through hell. Because the players who came to the bubble came without family, came without friends, and had to stay there away from people until right. enough teams were eliminated that then they could bring in some family. Did they get use of the park? <laughs> Yeah, right. They did actually. Yeah, they did. All like Disney was dudes. like, Woo. Disney's like, we're opening this stuff up, up for you, right? So like the sure. amount of people that were doing things that you could only do at Disney, like golfing, um, fishing. The the amount of NBA players who had fished for the first time ever at Disney World was sure. ridiculous when you saw their Instagrams. Sure. Um, but but this was on the NBA to make sure they delivered properly, and it's as small as having things like a barber shop inside the bubble. Right, they had to think ahead. What they didn't realize, and Adam Silver was like, "I didn't, I didn't realize how much our guys like to groom themselves." Okay, because the barber shop was just jammed, and uh-huh. they had to be like, "Okay, we got to get more. We got to get another guy, like barber shop in here." Right, so you're you're making these things up on on the fly because you're trying to make your guys happy, sure. get them through it, um, 
and and I think this speaks to just who Adam Silver, the dude, is. You have to have a good guy at the top. None of the baseball players like their commissioner, Rob Manfred. They all think he's a joke. They openly will tweet and say, "Who the like? Who are you?" Learn the game to him on Twitter. Okay. okay, that's disrespectful on another level, right? Obviously, the NHL's commissioner is not the most well liked. He's not the most hated. That's obviously Goodell in the NFL, but Silver's up there. He's he's the golden boy of commissioners. All the players love him. Mm. The owners have no complaints because he makes the money. And and this started years ago. You might remember the racist owner of the Los Angeles Clippers who was forced to sell his team yes. to Steve Ballmer. I completely oh. remember it. Yeah. So when that happened, Adam Silver had been commissioner for three months. Oh. So the first crisis that hits his desk as a brand new commissioner three months in is racist owner needs to be gone. And he worked it out. He got the team sold to a guy who's the furthest thing from it, who's, who's made the league better. And so Adam Silver early won the trust of the players. Okay. Right? Um, and then quietly kept doing that. Quietly kept doing that. And played his cards here during COVID and said, I need you guys. I need you to get on board with the idea of the bubble, doing this and not risking it. They created a snitch line. So if other players thought that there was guys on their team who had been maybe out and shouldn't have been, you call anonymously, you let us know. Anyone get caught? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What happened? Yes. What happened? Um, so Lou Williams, who was like the sixth man, like the sixth best player on the team for the Los Angeles Clippers, where Kawhi Leonard went to and left the Raptors to go to, was found at a strip club. Um, but specific, and then this is where the story gets funny. He's not there for the women. He's there because specifically the chicken wings at that club are like to die for. Right? Yes, yes sure. Sure. Um, they are, apparently. Uh, okay. <laughs> and so he gets nabbed for that. Uh, he has to sit out. And he's now, now that they found out, they kick his ass out and they're like, you are now isolating in this part of the bubble for two fucking weeks before you can rejoin your team. So the rest of his teammates obviously have to be like, bro, we are in a playoff push trying to win a championship. Like, if you don't want to be here, don't be here. Or fucking chicken right? wings? Exactly. Yeah, right? It better not have been the chicken wings. It better not have been. So Silver ran that operation so tight, earned the, uh, the trust of the players, and made this all happen. Has them coming back on the 22nd. I don't know if there is a more capable person in the world right now of running an operation not only did he bring them back into the bubble and finish the season off do you remember what happened in the bubble when george floyd got killed and the players decided they were and this is this is the beautiful part of adam silver okay the media takes it and runs with it cnn fox news msnbc everybody nba players boycott games blah 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 right adam silver was very very careful to say this they didn't boycott anything it was a work stoppage oh right if you use the words boycott you are indicating that our guys did something wrong they didn't they were expressing their sentiment through a work stoppage he got so many more points right after that i think right like because he could have just simply been like these guys need to get back to playing Right? Like that's what the NFL would have said. That's what Major League Baseball would have said. Right. Like they they've already agreed. They're already here. I don't care what's happening outside. We need to get back. Like 
Adam Silver could have very much have said, we've already put Black Lives Matter on the court. Yeah. What more do they want? So he, like, he understands the voice of his players big time. Exactly, right? right? Like, to, like at a point where I think he understands the sentiment at a level so beyond just his players, I think he understands the pulse of the country. Mm. I, I really do. Like, I think he understands the pulse of geopolitics. Before the season even started, he got, the NBA got in trouble with China because one of the general managers of the Houston Rockets uh, tweeted out, freedom for Hong Kong. China's like the biggest, and they were, and the NBA was on their way to go play exhibition games, and China said, fuck off, turn around. Took their games off of state television. The NBA lost a ton of money in China before COVID even hit. Hmm. But these guys took the pain, and they, now why does the general, now that general manager got to play out the season, yada, yada, his team sucked, so now he's gone. But they didn't get rid of him because of what he said. They got rid of him after a year because his team didn't perform. So that's a commissioner where even the general managers feel just as empowered as the players to speak their mind on things without fear of retribution. Right. Right. Colin Kaepernick can't play a game in the NFL because he took a knee. NBA players have Black Lives Matter slogan on the back of their jerseys yeah. playing on courts that have Black Lives Matters on the court. There is a very key difference between the men in charge of these games. And I think there's a lot, like I feel like Adam Silver, we need to start putting this guy a little bit higher up and higher up because I don't want to see him just be a commissioner. Okay. I want to see this guy in power. Because um, dudes like him are who need to be president. Make America great again. Oh, yeah. N right? Like an Adam Silver for president makes sense. And, and I know that, like, why would you walk away from like 10, 15, 20 million bucks a year to run a sports league to take like 500 grand to run the world? Um, but I think at, at a certain point, it's on us as people to be like, we, we can't let the dumbasses pick Donald. And be like, hey, you should be president. You should be president. You should be president. And talk him into it. I think it's time for some of the rich or elite or smart dudes to start looking at other ones and being like, hey, have you ever thought about this, Silver? Like, have you really ever sat down and thought about this? It's fun for us to try to talk Ben Affleck or Matthew McConaughey into trying to be senators and governors. But let's aim higher, folks. <laughs> and let's try to pick the people that are right for it and try to get them there, right? Like... I'm going to start moving that train, man. I think I'm going to start tweeting like LeBron every day and just be like, tell your boy to run for president, man. Like, tell your boy to run for president. And just until the day he does. Because um, if not, there's going to be people telling Kanye to keep running for president, and he will. There's going to be people, there's going to be people telling Donald Trump to run for president in four years from now, and he will, right? right. Um, so let's, let's find him. Like, let's, let's make Bill Gates do more than just give away his money. Let's make him run something again. He was pretty good at running Microsoft. I'm sure he could run a fucking government. Um, give him like the Department of Health and Human Sciences. Like it, it's time to, we don't have to bring in dumbasses to bring down governments from the inside. We can bring in really smart people and just tell them to build it back up if you're Biden, right? Like I let's, mean, let's try that approach. It makes so much sense to have your brightest be running your country. It makes so much sense. And I would say that there are great people and bright people in politics, but that's not what's winning all the time. Right. Exactly.
like I, I don't know what the answer is. Like for for our civilization, right? Like if there's other civilizations out there that can handle this mess that we're in better, I'd like to hear it. Um, but right now, I don't know what the answer is. Well, you got any answers here? I don't know. Obama did put like his, uh, his first his first government he assigned was like lots of scientists and lots of experts, right? Um, yeah, he did yeah. it. He tried to do that, but that he was did, his first I, year, yeah. and that's when he uh, he lost everything in the in everything in the Senate, right? Or yeah. The House, or I don't know which one, but he just uh, lost everything. Both, yeah, that went up. So he, did he have to change his government because of that? Make it a little more mixed, maybe. Um, but I mean, they they've got they they're a mess beyond proportion, right? Like mm. just I, I was watching. I think it was PBS Frontline last week on Mitch McConnell and just uh, his last 40 years and how he's Ugh. and just the way the government has changed right in the Senate. And so they're kind of a hopeless cause altogether. Mm-hmm. I feel like there needs to be some sort of like major shakeup from like the ground up um, for it to all happen. Like something needs to happen to shake these guys up. And make them feel like we got to put away the idea of just like we got to win this battle. We got to win this battle. There's got to be something greater for them to all work together uh, and towards. Like what what kills me the most is it's like we've seen it, right? Like they aimed for the moon and they got there, hmm. but they can't. They can't even agree on whether they should try to do something about the climate. So it wasn't so long ago that you guys all agreed that you had to go to the moon and get a guy there, and you did. But now you can't even agree on basic things. Like, it's 2020 in America. You should not be debating whether or not climate change exists. You should be debating what? the approach. Yeah. The approach. That's fun. like that. You should. We should all be on board with yo. Something's happening. Now we can get into the nitty gritty of arguing. Right now, the Democrats and liberals can be like carbon tax, and you got to do this. And then the Republicans be like, yeah, I don't know if a carbon tax is going to work. What we might need to do is invest in this, this, or that. Right. Um, and let's have those debates instead of wasting time on whether the shit even exists. It's interesting. Yeah. Right. They, at one point, maybe for, well, what do you think their, their like greatest nation reign was like, maybe 50 years or so, like maybe the yeah, 19, didn't like have mid forties to like nineties, right? Nineties. Yeah. And, Late and 90s. I think it was like innovation that always led them to, yeah. right? Like, Industrial Revolution, Space Race, that's when they were the greatest, when they were all, when America was building and creating new technologies. It's interesting that they've jumped or stopped with that process and have had problems for the last 30 years because they have halted this technology boom that they were sort of leading. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, they either don't believe in it or they don't use it right. And maybe they'll sink into the ocean with right. climate change. Um. It's interesting because Plato talked about great nations. I know it's weird to see hear me say the word Plato, but uh, um, <laughs> Plato <laughs> talked about great nations and, and warned about how great nations um, will collapse eventually. Right. Side note before we go too far, because I like where you're going with this. Yeah. It, it's a shame that buffet restaurants are going to die out yeah. because Plato, Plato would have been one of the best buffet restaurant names ever. Oh, shit. Okay. Well, when when they come back, let's do it. Plato's. Yeah, the post vaccine. Yeah, Plato's. 
Plato's Greek buffet. <laughs> oh my God. I just want four more kebab and then we can go. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Plato I, says I, you can never have enough. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, <laughs> but I, I, to- I told you today that I have some, some stuff to talk to you about aliens. Yeah. Okay. Um, for my uh, big piece today, this week, I want to talk about how aliens, I believe, have been on Earth longer than humans, or at least as long, okay? They're still here, and they're hiding under the ocean, okay? Or in the deep ocean, I guess I should say. I believe that they've been here helping mankind. They've maybe stopped, but they're under, you know, like it's a fact that we know more about the surface of Mars, than we understand about the bottom of our, our ocean. We can't. That's right. We have not developed. We've been looking <laughs> upward, which is great, um, but we don't have technology that can go as deep down as, as our oceans go. Only one man has ever been as deep as needed to be. It's crazy. JC. JC. <laughs> James Cameron. The one true. The one true. Uh, Jesus Christ, everybody. The, the great underwater explorer. I'm sure he was with Cameron. Jesus Christo. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe he was, uh, so passenger, isn't he always the passenger? He's <laughs> not on the Titanic. Um, so that monolith. Okay. Let's talk about the monolith first. Okay. A sign uh, of actually, alien life was, um, was you've claimed though that you believe this, right? Oh yeah. Okay. What my alien aliens are on earth right now. Living underwater? Yeah. 100%. They, they are underwater right now. Okay? okay. They're chilling. They're chilling. Okay. Um, so Let's see. one of the signs. So, you know, like, now this part I don't believe. But this, this I want to talk about the monolith. Um, you know, since we're on the subject, that great monolith that was discovered a couple weeks ago in Utah um, has disappeared. It's totally gone. All that's left is like a triangle base. Really? And um, one has reappeared in Romania, but it doesn't look the same. Did you, <laughs> did you hear about that? A new one has no. appeared in Romania? Yeah. Just That's a knockoff monolith, though. That's just some it's Romanian a, who wanted some cred. It's a knockoff. But I have a theory, okay? Here's my theory. The monolith mm. was actually placed in like 2015, 2016, and didn't get any attention until... These um, helicopter the, guys, yeah. yeah, and they're what are they, what are they again? Like wildlife preservers or something? Yeah, like they that? were just like they were migrating sheep patterns or something. They were like, yeah, they were looking, yeah, for, they were looking goats, for sheep, goats yeah. or something. Yeah. And then they discover it, and it becomes world news. Hey, hot take: those are not world or wildlife investigators or researchers. Those are the guys who built the fucking monolith out there, because. A lot of He's people. Gone. A lot of people visited this monolith since yeah. they, it's been discovered by these guys. Yeah, and all of the video and photography evidence show that it's very man-made. Show the seams on the sides. Yeah. Why did well, we no. not get any close-up pictures? Yeah, from no, these those guys, guys said it too, though. No, oh, they said it too. They said it looked like they wanted. They said, to, they said it looked like a man-made structure for sure. They wanted they, to they, perpetuate they, the myth, though. They didn't want they, it to look cheap. They really ran with the, but oh, we don't know how it got here. Did you hear the one guy's quote? 
um, I think it was like the there was four of them. So the one guy they were says, joking like, about like they'd go missing and stuff. Yeah, if I go missing, you yeah, know, blah yeah. blah blah. But they're like, perpetuating the myth though. Like that picture yeah. of the guy on his shoulders, that thing looks flimsy. Like I, I'm surprised they were sitting on it. And it was stuff. a festivist pole, man. Yeah, dude. So they're the guys who put it there because then they yeah. made a then they made this like PR stunt where a group of wildlife observers found it to get a little attention and then they took it down. But what's the end game for them? I don't just to get know. more attention for the wildlife observation, I guess. What is the end game for putting something like that out there? Some people just want to watch the world burn. I don't know. Maybe they just it's a really long con to just leave something out there for four years and then be like, hey, by the way, I think it might be time to draw attention to this right in the middle of Trump trying to steal the country. I think well, that's where people need this kind of news. So imagine though that they did actually work. kind of imagine kind though of. that they did work for the government. Okay. Does the government have okay. a plan for if there is a confirmation of aliens existing? Like, would government release that footage if they were government workers? Um, is there something that the government would do or tell us about if there were aliens or if they found aliens or if there was a sighting, like a legitimate sighting that they can't refute? Maybe. But I'm I'm more curious about the idea that, like, I th- if they exist the way you seem to claim they do, um, they would definitely be smarter than us, which is why they're here and not detected. 100%. And to smarter, not be yeah. detected, you'd have to go underwater. Right. I mean, well, I mean... Starting to add up a little bit. <laughs> well, I've got some stuff for you. So speaking of if the government would release information, okay, the Russian government in 2009 did release classified documents. So one um, of these documents had a had a submarine in the South Pacific that found like that was doing I don't know some exploration and found a formation of six objects six spacecraft underwater in their radar traveling towards them at 240 miles an hour or nautical miles or whatever it is anyways it was a big surprisingly fast underwater number okay yeah. so they're like the oh, Russians. The Russians have verified this for us. This is like a is... classified document that was released. Okay. Okay. Um, dun, dun, so dun. they're racing towards the sub. And the sub's doing like some, ta- like going like, oh shit, what's, what's going on? What is this? Doing some tactical moves too, going towards them um, as well. And then the sub slows down and they slow down at the same time. Then literally, okay, literally as they get close, they up their periscope, the sub, and see these six. Now they can see them because they submerge from water and just take off into the sky. Six spacecraft. That can, like, the big deal here is that not a lot of of, uh, ships on Earth can travel underwater and then pop into the air like that, okay? That's not something that's typical. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah, no, it was was a pretty big deal when, like, Luke got his freaking fighter out of the water, too. Yeah, 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 exactly. He had to use the friggin' force, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he had to train, by the way, not like Ray bullshit. Anyways. Um, Maybe she was born with it. No, she's not. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> okay, so pretty cool, right? So that's one of these classified. The next one has yeah. these scuba divers, Russian scuba divers. Always so, Russians, eh? Well, it's Russian documents that were released. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, there's nothing weird about that. It's just this is where the sources are from. Because I don't yeah, know. If nothing weird about the Russians being. Well, just that America has. Sharing released. information. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. In 2009. Okay. 
Okay, I'll give you that. Um, so these scuba divers were surrounded by these um, these figures. Okay, these uh, nine foot tall silver suit, like they were in like these silver like underwater suits, and they didn't have like scuba gear on. They had these like weird headdresses that they could breathe under. So they were like these like huge massive figures like looking like they can breathe like like with a technology that they don't understand in these suits underwater. Okay, and so they like go to try to like okay, this is I don't condone this, but they tried to capture one, okay? <laughs> They're like, "Whoa, okay, we got to we got to investigate these dudes." So they like try to like um get up towards them. This is this is well, true as far as like this document, okay? as as this classified document from some science agency in yeah. Russia says. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So they make their approach, and um, boom, they're shot straight up to the surface. There's like this motion and like movement of the water that shoots these guys up from their from the lower depths of their of like the sea straight up. Three of these guys, three of these guys die because of the bends from the pressure change. Yeah, man. Tom York told me all about that. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously they're like attempt at uh attempt at like capturing one of these creatures didn't work very well. And not go well. Anyway. I don't know if like a whale who wouldn't be a nine foot tall underwater breathing like humanoid, anyways, like what kind of creature has that sort of power, right? Other than maybe uh an advanced life form living under our water, right? Jason Momoa. Well, I'm glad you brought Jason Momoa up. I think you know what I'm go- where I'm going, right? Uh, well, so, that's what I'm picturing. Yeah. You're, you're telling me about underwater dudes who are super fucking strong, right? Sounds a lot like, um, yeah, sounds like a lot like Aquaman, right? Who's Aquaman? I'm talking about Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> so Aquaman is an Atlantean, and this is what I'm saying. Okay, we've talked about this. Atlanteans. Wait a second. Is that true? Because I haven't seen Aquaman, and I don't really know anything about the character. Yeah, he's an Atlantean. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm thinking that those... So they've already been on the planet for a while writing their own stories? Well, okay, so Atlanta, Atlantis uh. is known as this like um, utopian uh, advanced civilization that disappeared from Earth, right? I think that they were aliens first. I think they came here brought this advanced technology and I even think they helped out humankind for a while. And for whatever reason, whatever, maybe they, maybe there's some sort of like resource that they require or something like that, that they can't mine from the surface anymore um, that they live off of that's still available underwater. Maybe something about the pressure, maybe something like that has brought them underwater to continue. They're done with earth. I don't think that an earthquake or a volcano or anything like that uh, sunk Atlantis. Atlantis, I can't stop saying Atlantis. Sunk it themselves? I think they went underwater. Yeah, I think they sunk it themselves. Disappeared. Like they always like a water dwelling people, or were they land dwellers who then sunk and like? Well, they have. But if they're aliens, they could be. They have a technology. Yes. So, like they're where, like you know, they they have developed things that they can breathe underwater. Um, gills. Yeah. Human gills. I saw that on the boys. So there is um 
There was a shipwreck found off of Sicily in 2015. Okay, and they um, when they got it back, like when they like dug it up, it was like 2,600 years old. Okay, the shipwreck. It was there was 39 metal ingots that were found. Okay, part of the shipwreck, and they were made 80% copper, 20% zinc. A thousand, like so, twenty six hundred years ago, we weren't able to create zinc. Right. So they, you couldn't mine that that long ago. Okay, mm-hmm. that's true. We're talking about in the sort of like Sicily, so like Mediterranean area, which is where a lot of people believe Atlantis was. Off, when, okay. Off of that area. Side tangent: Zinc is one of the reasons that. Uh, Doctors, like modern doctors will say our life expectancy has increased so much is because of the influx of zinc that we take in to our systems over the last century. Might be something that the, yeah. the uh, ancient aliens, oh, I shouldn't say that word, uh, that the... Um, and, and Lawsuits. <laughs> that um, our, my theory, these people might be living off of zinc. Okay. So um, it's a complex alloy. And it suggests that, you know, that it might have had like special electrical or energetic properties. This um, 20% zinc, uh, 20% copper. It's called um, oracalcum. Or oracalcum. Or it means mountain copper. Oracalcum is this uh, basically this alloy that they found the ship was made out of. So 2,600 years ago, well, I'm thinking that was the alien slash Atlanteans. Yeah, you kind of have me here. Like, I, I get it. Well, here's the thing. Are they okay. still around or did they sink it and go? That's my question. No, they're living, they're there, I think. So, underground? I think, Just yeah. Under the water, I guess. I think that yeah. their ships can move from water uh, uh, to sky. So, like, when didn't we, they recently, like, not prove, but they had, like, narrowed down where Atlantis might be? Um, yes, it could have been. Feel like I in heard the middle they, of the desert, the eye of the Sahara. Yeah. Um, right. Um, yeah, because they have got very specific references to it. Like, mm-hmm. in order to know the size and shape, like I guess, because Plato wasn't a fictional writer. I don't believe. No, and, and even even all of the ancient Greeks in their mythology talked about this ornicalcum. This uh, yeah. co- this copper and how it was a it was a metal that was brought to Earth from the sky. Yeah. So from the sky. So you know, um, my aliens who are Atlanteans are living under Earth uh, in the ocean. Maybe there's a reason why our technologies fail when they go under there. Maybe they're sabotaging them. Well. Possibly, or there's more than one, hmm. right? Because if you are this, damn it, John, you got me going on a rabbit hole here right now. Um, okay. I'm, I'm like envisioning what it would be. Like. But if, if that's as true, what's to say they only had, like, perhaps the city of Atlantis was their largest city, but one of many that they used. Well, and ex- that's why you have different, because yeah. like I've heard so many different theories, right? Like the idea of like it's behind, it's underneath Antarctica. Yes, that's right. Yeah, right? there was a part of Antarctica um, that broke off. There's and then also there's a lot of talk the, about the Mediterranean, right? Like so, that's where I've always assumed, right? Like uh, growing up, when you're a child and you're hearing about the myth of Atlantis, it always seems like something that's just 
off the coast of Spain, right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's a whole bunch of different but, spots. But would that not have just made sense because of the the Greeks being in that area? That it's the they write, Triangle. Yeah. It's their kind of thing. But it, it that doesn't necessarily mean that it wouldn't have been far away or more of them. There's also a theory that all those old, great, ancient nations had communications together, like the Egyptians yeah. and the Mayans. Like, and you, we can see that in their architecture, right? Their pyramids. Exactly. You build a pyramid like that, you must have had some, like, Aquaman help, no? Well, that's what no? I think. That's what I said right at the start, that they've been there helping humanity for a while um, with communication. So they were, I think that they've been here mining, mining our, our planet of something. Or maybe not mining it in a way that, you know, maybe they're responsible with it. Or maybe it's like okay. something that they can um, continue to use. Maybe it's produced underwater. Maybe there's something underwater that's that's produced because of that pressure. Maybe it's um, maybe it's the cocktail of life. Like, who knows what's going on under there? We don't know because we haven't been there. But maybe these aliens know, and they're moving it back and forth, and our, the pyramids were like... You know, I think those were like communication, uh, like towers, basically back then. Interesting. Mm. Um, I'm not going to discount your theory. Well, that's I'm nice not. to hear. Thanks. I'd like to see more evidence, but if you've been living underwater, reach out to us at Can You Confirm That? <laughs> yeah, tell me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, definitely send a tweet to John Terrio with the zero and John Terrio on Instagram. If you are an underwater sea creature who has been among us for centuries and millennia, perhaps, yeah. um, we'd love to hear from you. Sure. Uh, have you on. We'll do, we'll, we'll put aside 10, 15. It'd be great to get to know you. Um, I'll give you the whole week. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by, you know, James Cameron's quietness. Actually, now that I think about it, you got all the way down to the trench, bud. Why don't you tell us what you found? You just came back and said, I'm going to use it in Avatar 2. Do you think he brought back like an actor or two from or the Calcum? deep seas? Playing themselves, right? Yeah. That's why insane. do you think why do you think those um those uh avatars look so good? The Nefari, what are they called? So here's the thing, John. Okay. <laughs> You're probably not far off the mark here, I'm thinking. Um, I don't know how we're going to do it, but I'd love to get underwater and go deep sea diving for Atlanteans. Um, well, you got to figure they're there. I do Somebody, think, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, there is, there, okay, so there's enough evidence to know that, yeah, there's something off the coast of the Azores, right? We know. But there's an underground, like underwater island civilization. When you get down there, you just kind of see ruins and sand, not much jewels or anything, but you get the idea that there was something here. Was it always underwater? We don't know. Or was it just something that sank? Most of these things are always one of those. It must have sank, right? Right. Um, but you're not off the mark in that if there's going to be something down there, that's like the one thing that was really cool about the probe that went down into the trench was they had to create artificial light so that they could see what they were recording because there is no light that, that far under the surface in the Marianas trench. It's like pitch, pitch black. It's essentially like being in space right? is what they said, right? Like the equivalent of the pressure on the, on the vessel, um, not being able to see 
But what they did find was creatures. Mm -hmm. They did find things living and existing down there. I'm not going to go beyond a shadow or, or anything and say that it's beyond reasonable to, to rule it out. It's been 2020, man. It's been a fucked up year. We've lived, we've, you know what I mean? Like this, it's just been strange and I'm not at a point in place in my life where I'm ready to just write this one off. It's like, so imagine, you know, like these, these um, aliens could come from a planet where the pressure was similar to like maybe the, the pressure of their atmosphere was similar to what's happening under our oceans, and that's why they chose Earth. And maybe Atlantis was their docking station, and they put a bunch of people there, um, you know, to rule it while they kind of snuck their folks in and down under underground. Maybe that's where their entry point was to whatever mm-hmm. is like wherever they need to go. And then when they were done, when everybody was there, Atlantis needs to go away so they can't be found. Right. You know? Yeah. Who um, knows? Who knows? That's what I'm saying. On can you confirm that? Yeah. This you've got me going down a path. Um and now I think I'm fucking lost in my head, but yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible. No. It's plausible. How about we say this? It's plausible. I was going to say it's not. It's not probable. It's plausible. Yeah. Um, statistically, maybe improbable, but not impossible. Um, of the idea of the aliens, but I will give you. I'm, I'm giving you full marks on. There's definitely a couple of buried civilizations underwater, um, and then the question becomes: Who were they? Were they just humans who? suffered you know an untimely fate um or were they something more i guess is a good question and what i'm saying just to be clear is that you know aliens are not necessarily visiting from the from space but if you see them in the sky i'm saying that those those ships that we've seen have come from our under like deep underwater deep underwater so they're not UFOs in the sky. They're just things going home from below or transport cargo yeah. ships. Yeah, like, like I don't know what the purpose of why they're I think getting we out there. but see more of them, right? Well, so here's the thing. Maybe they eat beef. That's why they grab so many cows. Let's, let's go down this path since we're already on, on this alien uh, discovery, if you will. Sure. sure. You can play the music now. Oh. Oh. So here's the thing. Oh. So here's the thing. All right. So you talk aliens. Um, And I think one of the interesting things we haven't talked about is, were you aware that the Canadian government in 2019, that actually released a report indicating that on average, in Canada, there are two to three UFOs spotted daily. Doesn't surprise me. Right. Now, we've talked about this. Un- yeah, un- like, unidentified. Exactly. Yeah, right? It could yeah. be test planes yeah. that haven't been registered. Sure. It can be, you know, Billy Bob built a nice giant glider in his thing and it's not registered. 
People probably call lots of times for lots of shit. There's a drone in the air that I don't recognize. There's some sort yeah. of a light flicker somewhere that I'm not sure about. I'm, I'm sure, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, where this all gets a little sketchy, though, is the timing of these reports. And I'm going to take you to 2018 when it just sort of starts trickling out from the European Space Agency uh, and into 2019 where the Canadians and then the Pentagon even goes ahead and says, oh, um, FYI, we do have a UFO department and this is what they're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you get into 2020 and it's been such a weird year that if you're ever going to try to sneak by the news that, hey, we may have actually had aliens, <laughs> it's, this is probably the year. Okay. This was in the New York Times. Ooh, shit. Yeah. Uh, now, how they got away with it is they never called it a UFO. Wait, Canada's sightings was in the New York Times? No, no. This is, this is I'm talking, we're going beyond this. This is global. Okay. Like... Yeah, so the New York Times actually referred it to, referred to them as the AAV, okay, Advanced Aerospace Vehicles. Oh, they are they unidentified? Are they identified? They don't know. Um, but they got this report from a company or an organization called CONUS which is sort of the organization that looks into these things on a regular basis through a government agency. So they, they get funds from taxpayers to actually reason with whether this shit's real or not. Um, and then they clarified that the source for the New York Times goes, only things that are in the realm of the truly unexplained are ever actually referred to as an AAV. UFOs are things that are unidentified, yes, but can somewhat be explained away as in, we don't know what it is exactly, but we have an idea of this could oh, be what it is. Weather right? cloud. Exactly, right? Um, so the Pentagon that year acknowledged the leak videos as real UFO sightings. And that, yes, the aircraft, like nobody was able to identify it. Um, but that that's when even within the Pentagon, there started to become this thing of like, what are we seeing? How long has it been there? And so they started releasing documents quietly throughout 2018, 19, and 20 that almost seems to be leaving the door open. Breadcrumbs. Um, breadcrumbs, right? Like, here's a fun little piece of information that you don't necessarily need to put into a report unless you're trying to put it out there. But Cornell University astronomer and lead author of a certain paper, uh, Lisa Kaltenegger. Uh, there is about a thousand star systems where aliens, if they existed, could be watching us from afar. Um, of those thousand and four star systems, there's a, they are in a direct line of sight to our planet and close enough to us that they could not only detect Earth, but also chemical traces of earthly life. Essentially letting us know that there's probably thousand, thousand and four star systems and planets out there where they've Being already watched. been that they probably already seen us. Um, and if they've seen us, they probably already know um, that we exist, which would mean they may have came and ended up underwater, right? Yeah. Um, so Someone I know did. we've talked about, right? Like I've talked to you about the TESS, uh, the, the TESS uh, telescope, the transi transiting 
Exoplanet Survey Satellite Telescope, which is the one that's like now up to like 3,000 planets discovered with it. Yeah. Um, and now the James Webb Space Telescope is going to be launching sometime later in 2022. Uh, and that one's going to have the position to like map these, like down to like what's the methane and oxygen in their atmospheres, uh, which is really going to help. So why are they telling us all their shit though? I feel like they're just getting us prepped. I'm not going to mess, like New York Times, and you got the Globe and Mail, um, you know, Live Science, which actually pretty much runs all of their reports from actual journals. It's, I'm used to seeing these kinds of things on Newsmax, right? Like, I'm used to seeing this on, like, aliensarecoming.org, where you quickly kind of dismiss it. Mm -hmm. When you're running, like, a 3,000 word piece on August 14th, 2020, talking about the United States deems UFOs a national security threat. Why is Canada not taking it as seriously as your headline? Well, that's interesting. Like that really doesn't deserve that much ink on an average day, Um, but they gave it to them. Toronto star, July 24th, 2020, just a month prior to that last article. Evidence suggests UFO whistleblower Bob Lazar was telling the truth all along. July 24th, the Toronto Star just throws an article in the entertainment section of their newspaper called Evidence Suggests UFO Whistleblower Bob Lazar Was Telling the Truth All Along. Um, dude, you can read the rest of the article, I guess, but that's, that's the notion. Like, It's so insane that this year, there have been multiple, multiple articles and multiple, like, credible papers writing some shit that in any other year we'd have been like, what? But right now, it's just not enough, right? Like, because we're it's too not obsessed with what Trump said or didn't say. January 6th, He's 2020, CNN.com headline Aliens definitely exist and they could be living among us on Earth, says Britain's first astronaut. Right, like now you can write that article if you're CNN and say it's bullshit, blah blah blah. We're just trying to fill some pages, but you're CNN. You don't have pages to fill. You don't need to create content unless there's something for you to have fun with, right? Like, imagine our, imagine like Roberta Bondar, right? Is our first, right? I think Canadian was she our first Canadian astronaut. Or was she the first Canadian female astronaut? Maybe, yeah. Because what about Chris? No, but he's recent. Chris? Bond, uh, Chris uh, Had, Had, Hadfield? Yeah, Hadfield's Hadfield? like, just happened this decade, right? Like, oh, Roberta Bondar sure? wasn't, I was in grade eight or something when Roberta Bondar happened, I think. But yeah, all I'm saying is let, let's, let's imagine that the first Canadian astronaut comes back and tells us, hey, there might be first things Canadian out there. Walking oh, spaces, Chris Hadfield. Mark. Yeah, yeah. He was the first one to walk, in walk right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Garneau, Mark Garneau may have been the first one in space. Okay. Yeah, Mark Garneau became the first Canadian in space. while He was on the space shuttle Challenger. And then Roberta Bondar was the first Canadian female. Okay, so either way, Roberta Bondar comes back and all of a sudden, you've got the option of like treating the first Canadian female astronaut like a kook, right. or you treat her like with some civility and some respect. So here's... The thing, I don't know, 
right? Maybe the the British organizations and everyone has decided, listen, he was our first astronaut. It'd be the equivalent of Buzz Aldrin coming back and saying, you know, there's something out there. Um, you don't want, you're not going to disparage these people. So you give them some time, right? But I think it's weird that there's more and more of them coming out now and being like, I, you know, this happened or that happened. Uh, there were some weird things that happened out there that I can't explain, but that they're getting to talk about it now as if they're trying to prep us for something. Yeah. And this is where I'm going to leave it. Here's my thing, folks. Bring it on. We need it. We as humanity, as a society, as a civilization on Earth right now, we need the distraction. Tomorrow, please, NASA, Canadian Space Agency, ESA, Europe, everyone, just agree. Even if you don't have the evidence, even if you don't want to tell us for sure, just put out the press release that, yeah, aliens are out there. Because um, I feel like that would be a very, very, very quick way for a lot of people to look at their neighbor and maybe say that, that Jamal and Javier are way more like me than I ever thought. Because at least they're not Klingon, or at least they're not, I don't know, name some other alien species, right? The Borg. The Borgs. Are the Borgs attractive, though? Are they an attractive people? Are they robots? Oh, well then, no. But I guess that would be appealing the to Elon. Romulans. Elon might be after the Borgs. Is like kind of people, right? Yeah. Space Karen. That that's I, I think as as a society, it's 2020. Let's just do it for us, even if it's fake news and even if it's not something that's real. Just get the governments on board and tell us. Because I want to move past racism. And I don't think we move past racism until we, as an entire species of humans, decide that it's way easier to be speciesist and and buy into speciesism where we can look at other species and say that they are beneath us versus looking at someone with different color of skin and saying that they are different or beneath us. Right. Right. Um, we'll still be wrong. Yeah. Deflect. Of course. Yeah. Well, we'll still be wrong, but I think it'll help us get our shit in order at home when we're not so busy wondering why we're so different from country to country when all of a sudden there's the ability to be different from planet to planet. So yeah, that's what I got. Anyone get any merch last week from any universities? You know that there are now 10 different websites you can go to, to create your custom come merchandise. Oh, because the actual school has obviously stopped. Not the same, but no, but like people had grabbed the logo, get it. So now you can like, you know, when how I create my own sweatshirts and shit, um, you can do that, but just get the exact same one now. So it's not that you, I could have so, come on any sweater I own. And, and all I'm saying the is same. the investment advice goes out the window from last week because you can make it yourself, but make yourself some cum clothes. Um, have some fun with it. I, it's not bad, man. Like the logo is hilarious it. to me. Yeah. The logo. Did, did you see the so heart? Good. Yeah. No, that's the one I like. That's the one I like. Yeah, me too. The the nice white cum, like right in the middle of the heart. <laughs> yeah, that one's a slow burn. Oh, I'm looking it up again because I want to see. That's what he's looking up. Yeah, but yes, let's uh, let's move past racism. Let's hate aliens and let's try to get underwater. Can't fly anywhere, folks. Let's go underwater and find some. There's there's definitely something under there. That's about all I got. Well, that's that's, that's about all, all we've got for the week. I think. Um, 
if you're listening to the end, I just want to thank you again for making it here. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, if you're interested, if you like what you heard, if you're entertained at all, tell a friend. Share, review if you have the ability to, if you're listening on iTunes. Give us a rating. We'd appreciate all that. That will help us out trying to make this a thing. All right. Look for us on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters. Listen anywhere. Essentially anywhere. Yeah. Tell Jenna Marbles to come back. Whatever you want. Adam Silver, 2024. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks. That's not a knife. This is a podcast. The thing is, though, is like, what if there's like an alien race that just is like, just like banging on every level and like everybody's attracted? What if there's like a super, like, isn't that Xandar? Isn't that Xandar? Maybe, yeah. There's got to be. Isn't that where all those, the the, the gold women, right? From one of the Guardians movies? Like Sweden, like sweet, like the Swedes, but like. They're all Swedes. But they're all aliens. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Telling you, that would be a problem for a lot of people on Earth, right? Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah, man. Those humans aren't the best shit in the world anymore. Yeah. Well, maybe in the world, but not in the universe. And they're just killing I it. guess I would kick it with one of those Xandar chicks. Like, killing were, it that's where we're right? Yeah, OnlyFans are blown yeah. up. With their, yeah. Oh, my God. The alien, top 1% of all aliens on OnlyFans. <laughs> You know too much about it, I think. You've proven your... Oh, my goodness. Um, Hard to avoid. They've ruined Insta. That's all I know. <laughs>